Thank you for listening to Write Jokes, Wrong Times. Today I was joined by Juan Perez. You can find him every Thursday at the Rockbox, doing antisocial comedies, mix of open mics and comedy showcases. And you can find him on Instagram at the one that got away 87. We started the podcast talking about the podcast. I finished all the podcasts, all your podcast. See, I, this is what I hate is like, like if I if ever if anybody ever asks me to be on their show or something, I have to listen to all the freaking episodes. And some of them were just so damn long. <laughs> Yours weren't that bad. I got through all your episodes <laughs> really fast. I'm in the same boat. That contributes to why I like mine to be short. Uh, damn. Um, but that contributes to why I like mine to be short. When people ask me to be on their podcast or when people say they have a podcast, like I'll listen to your podcast, dude. I got nothing to do all fucking day. I'll listen. But yeah, when everyone is like three hours, it's like, damn, all right. I gave you guys a chance like six podcasts ago to keep me listening. <laughs> yeah but i appreciate you man thank you for listening you might be like the only one ever to actually listen before they come on Goddamn. Nah, yeah. i'm sure uh, no nah, it sounded like zach had, had been on before i had, had listened to some of them but like you've listened to all of them that's that's a whole nother level oh uh, yeah, yeah well i mean you don't have that many but i, I remember zach saying <laughs> everybody says this <laughs> and i was yeah. like oh shit he must have listened to the other episodes <laughs> dude i went and grabbed some batteries a long time ago i got so sick of running out of batteries we went to costco and i bought like way more than i'll ever need mm. and it's the best dude anytime you need batteries and you don't have them and you have to start doing that thing in your house where you have to steal them from one thing yeah. and start doing like a shuffle of batteries like what in this house do i not need right now like am i gonna need the least i, I hated doing that shit i used to hate that about christmas Man, every time Christmas would come, they would buy you the gift, but <laughs> it wouldn't come with batteries. And then it's like useless anyways. And it was just like, what kind of shit? <laughs> Dude, can I tell you one year? It sucked. We actually didn't do it the next year because it was a lot of fucking prep and it made wrapping hard. But one year I was like, you know what sucks is when you open all your gifts and then it's like your parents need to take them all away from you and cut them all open and get them all out of the box and all that shit, right? Mm -hmm. So one year for our kids, Santa just delivered gifts that were ready to fucking go. Like we took them all out of the packaging. We put batteries in everything. So you unwrapped it. Boom, dude, you could play with it. We like installed <laughs> games and shit like early. It took so much goddamn work. I was like, fuck it. We'll do it live the rest of the Christmases. Oh, that's pretty cool. It, it sucked. But then it made wrapping a bitch. Because if you can imagine, like you can wrap like a, a stuffed animal, for example, mm -hmm. in like that comes prepackaged. But you can't wrap like a T-Rex that's like made to walk around easily. Like all of our wrapping looks so fucking weird that year. That's when you just put it in bag. If it's just going to be wrapped that night, just put them in the bags with the with the little uh, construction paper on top of it. You don't have to wrap anything. Growing up, if it came from Santa, it wasn't wrapped in my household. Mm. Like that's been an adjustment to me is Santa wrap shit. Because <laughs> growing up, Santa didn't wrap shit. Santa just came in and was like, yo, bro, I just dropped this shit. <laughs> Basically, it fell off the back of the sleigh. I grew up in a household with like like my aunts and my grandma so like eight women and then uh there was th me and my two of my cousins and when we grew up there was they i guess they all pitched in to get us the regular nintendo system and oh shit. when it first came out when it first came out when we were kids and um for some reason i i guess I, there was another system coming out or something and so yep. they got us the wrong video games with the <laughs> Uh, with the damn oh no yeah they got us like 
Kirby or something. I don't know what system that was for, but they got us a Kirby oh. video game with the Nintendo system. We were like, this shit don't work. What do you what did y'all do? So we just Dude, had the, the damn worst. system, but we didn't have no games for it. It was such a bitch. A- we we had to go back and exchange it. You just like reading the back of the case, like, well, this looks fun on this other goddamn system. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that was the worst. <laughs> I feel like I was kind of robbed a little bit of a normal childhood because I was taken to the store. I didn't know anything about video game systems, right? Yeah. And my dad didn't either. He was like, hey, what video game system do you want? And I looked and there's a Sega Genesis. So I I was like, I want a Sega Genesis. I didn't know that like the next standover was basically a Nintendo 64, which was what everybody had growing up. Uh, So I grew up with the Sega Genesis because I basically just didn't walk one more standover. (laughs) I grew up with like Sonic the Hedgehog and everyone else had Mario shit and i was like damn that looks cool see i had all the systems except for the super nintendo but my mom had gotten remarried to my stepdad i got gotten married to stepdad and then we got his super nintendo so like that was like a new member of our family coming in so it was really cool damn it's like a step super nintendo yeah man we had everything else we had nintendo sega and nintendo 64 and all that and then we were just missing the super nintendo and whenever they got married and he came into the household he also brought the super nintendo so that's what's up. You're like, I'm not going to call him dad. I really, I still to this day can't. So, I mean, that word is ruined for me for forever. <laughs> well, on that note, I guess let's start the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> dude, so you and I actually talked a little bit about this. I just kind of like to basically just get into it. So yeah. I talked to you a little bit about jokes of yours that worked on stage. So what do you have for me? <laughs> just that intro. What do you have for me? Uh, <laughs> the one that does work is my bingo joke. This is uh, my experience going to bingo with my mom. And then at the very, uh, and then just basically winning. And when I win, I realize that everybody turns on you in the bingo hall. <laughs> so what do you mean turns on you? Like, give me the definition of, because I imagine you winning and you're like, damn, dude, this is fun as hell. What do so you mean? I want the you to imagine you? playing bingo with, with me. Okay. And we're playing. And let's just say you can see the, the next ball that's about to come in. Okay. Like you can see what the next, the next number is going to be before it happens. I know what the draft is like. Right, right. Right. So let's just say you see your number come up and you're like, oh, dude, I'm about to win. And I say bingo. <laughs> and everybody's like, this mother, like everybody just turns on you. Like they hate you. Everybody, all these 60 and 70 year olds that usually go to bingo, all you <laughs> hear, you just hear the whole rumbling of the whole place. Like, ah, oh, like that. Like, <laughs> who the hell like you know what I mean? that's what it's like and uh there was this one lady in particular that i i call her my nemesis at bingo because dude she buys so much stuff like you know there's computers that play the game for you so you were telling me about this and i'll tell you why i don't like these i don't like computers doing it because i would feel like it's rigged against me like there's some kind of algorithm that says like one in so many yeah plays wins where i feel like in real life those are the chances, but you might be able to skirt those chances. I didn't know that about electronic bingo, though. Right. So you would think that. But this lady buys like 10 or 12 machines, has them there, and it has several different cards on each machine. On top of the machines, she's also playing the ones where you just stamp them. And she has a bunch of those, too. And so she's just in it. And then I win. So she's like a hedge fund with bingo. Like she just throws a bunch of dick around just trying to win some. Right. And she only plays the first session. So then she comes back at every first session. And that's (laughs) like the one that you have to play against. 
Well, she got mad Damn. and she really did walk by. And I'm I, this is how I hang out with my mom. I don't like going to my mom's house because I don't want to watch TV and I don't want to get into all the small I talk. So we go to bingo and it's just like, cool. There's no way she could yell at me here. You know, that kind of stuff. So it's just like, this is a safe <laughs> place. And so this lady like bumps the table. She really did bump the table, like just looking at me ugly. Like she didn't know where she was going. And I was like, what so- the? And she she didn't say the word bitch, but I say it in my set. But she looked at me like bitch you know what i mean everybody can give that look she punked me in front of my mom yes and i was like i should have said something and i didn't and then um yeah man and then you know i would looking for an ending to that bit for like the longest time and the reason i love this joke so much is because this is one of like the first jokes that i ever pursued trying to finish and complete and then when covid hit i I had my ending and i was like yes and it works every time because it's so morbid but the the ending of the joke is you know that lady bumping the table bothered me as a man like i wanted to do something and then covid hit (laughs) and then the lord took care of it and then it just leads into everybody's expectation like of what that means (laughs) and everybody starts laughing and whenever (laughs) whenever i say that everybody laughs i let them laugh it out and then i just say y'all had the same reaction i did (laughs) i go he really does answer prayers that's what i thought and everybody starts laughing even more So that that joke always hits. Dude, on one level, I always thought it was kind of funny that like we would need to pray for something to end like and God would be like, oh, you guys didn't like that. Oh, shit. I thought you guys would really enjoy COVID. (laughs) Fuck. Okay. I damn honest mistake. Honest. I'll take it back. My bad. Enough of you praying. I got it. Okay, cool. I'll take it back. Oh, yeah, dude. That, But that the COVID gave me the ending to that joke that I needed. And it's such a. Because it's 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 leaving it to the person's imagination. They're they're assuming she's dead, and I'm just like I'm just rolling with it and that kind of stuff. You don't even really need to say the most morbid part. You're letting other people connect the dots. Right. Exactly. Let them let them do their own little in their head, and they can believe what they want to believe. Dude, can you imagine if you actually like walked into a bingo hall one and then threw down, and the cops got called on you? They're like, dude, this dude came in, he won money here, and then he started fighting old women. <laughs> He pieced up some seven-year-old. It was messed up. It's like uh, all those grannies would have puppy eyes real quick Uh, to the cops. I honestly think I get my ass whooped. Like those ladies in that bingo hall aren't fucking around. I'm not even playing. They look rough. Take oxygen tanks to the side of the head until you look like Wiley Coyote with all those. No, they don't really look like that. They're like in good shape. Most of them are like we play bingo by like it's like Gulebra, but on the inside of the loop. So it's like uh like over by like St. Mary's, dude. So like, it, like, it's not exactly like a nice neighborhood. Like those ladies, <laughs> they, they know some shit, you know, <laughs> fuck you up. Yeah. You can just tell like it, it's like you can tell like uh, if you ever see like uh, like if you ever go to like uh, if you ever see like a fighter, a trained fighter or somebody in the military, they have a look on their face. Well, these old ladies have like a look like they've seen some shit. So, I mean, I'm sure they fuck, they fucking kill me. You know what I mean? Jesus. So your analogy was these women have the look of trained killers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Damn. Dude, I'm, I'm not even playing, dude. It's pretty, it's pretty legit in that place. It's like, mom, what did you bring us? <laughs> so I'm actually crazy excited for this part because I told you this is actually the reason that I started the podcast was the bad joke segment. So I asked you to think about a joke yours that you have that didn't work on stage. So what do you have for me there, man? For this it's like a it's kind of like a a two-part like transition joke that i'm trying to so like my jokes are usually about my life they're kind of stories and stuff and then i just condense them or shorten them but there's a part in here where
where I'm trying to transition to talk about my divorce, but without throwing my ex under the bus, because I, I don't want to do too much of that. So the, the, I do take responsibilities for what happened with my relationship in that I did cheat and it initiated the divorce, but there was so much more that happened to it, but I just don't have time to explain all that. So I just kind of right. lean into I cheated type of thing. You know what I mean? Like I fucked up because I did, but uh, there's so a lot more. Immediately to you're the bad guy. Right. And see, normally you wouldn't need to say that. But the reason I need to say it is because I have a joke that has to do with my son in it. That's about cheating and having to explain what that word means and stuff. And so it builds into that joke. But the thing is, is that when I say that I cheated type of thing, it automatically turns the audience a little bit which is fine. Right. I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind sitting in that for a little bit, as long as I can bring it back around, which I usually can. But right. there's also a give and take because there's another transition. I'd also try to work in, which is after my divorce, um, uh, I did live out of my car for a while, uh, for my divorce. And so when I say that type of joke, cause there's a joke in there too, for that. But when I say it, sometimes it's a hit or miss where I'll say that's what uh, one of the perks of living out of your car or something like that. Because I, I tell them I get my freedom um, because after the divorce, I had my freedom back. <laughs> you know, I could go anywhere I want whenever I wanted. That's one of the perks out of living out of your car for a while. And everybody's everybody either laughs or they feel bad for me. So then I have these two emotions right next to each other where it's like they hate me and then they feel sorry for me. So if I don't say the cheating part, they just feel sorry for me on that last part. But if I say the cheating part, they hate me for a while. It's a weird little mix that I'm trying to figure out like what I can do for that. Like it's, it's, it's weird. And I need to say them because it, it leaves it more open and be more vulnerable to talk about everything that i'm trying to relay in a in a marriage divorce type of thing with a kid and stuff like that like i'm basically trying to tell my story and then trying to figure out a message i'm trying to give to the my audience or whatever so that they can relate to it so i mean i have to say that stuff and, and kind of just because that's what it is can i ask you you say you you write about your life mainly yeah is this true did you live out of the car oh yeah a couple of different times i so i was married and divorced twice uh i it's a long story for that like for same real. person different people <laughs> okay and uh, uh but each time i did i I'm not one to go to court and fight it out and make it worse for my, my one son. So, right. you know, I basically just gave him everything I had. Like if I, if the apartment was under my name, it's theirs. And because the apartment right. was under my name and stuff, I couldn't just move into another apartment because my credit's on another apartment. You know what I mean? And right, right. then I had the cars and stuff. So it's just like, Hey, you take this, make sure he's cool and you know, whatever. And then I just had to live out of the car for a while because I was in Odessa and I didn't have any family or anything over there. And so I tried to stay there as long as I could to see my son, like, you know, as much as I could while I was there. And so I lived out of my car for like a year and a half. Jeez. So what kind of car here? It was a Ford Mustang at the time. And it, Bro, no, okay, Jesus, you lived in a two-door coupe. Yeah, and I was, and I'm and just for the audience. I'm six no. foot one, so I'm I'm a pretty big guy. But uh, but yeah, I did for like two years. So the way, the, just so that way, I was actually hygienic, people. Right, just so that way, because I know I say that, and then people are like, "Oh my God, this guy's gross." No, I would go to the gym like twice a day, once in the morning, take a shower, uh, work out, take a shower, and then go to work. And then when I got out of work, go back, work out, and then take another shower, and then I just sleep in the car and then if i was hungry i'd just go eat somewhere else okay Disorder. and i don't want to ever belittle your experience oh, my son fucking loves ford mustangs 
And I just picture you driving past on the way to the gym and my son being like, damn, that dude made it. I love this guy. <laughs> you know, he's like, dude, he's got that, a fucking busting and everything. That dude's cool. Damn, uh, he's on his way to work out. Look at this. Look at this guy. Yeah. Dude, that's insane. You, you lived out of a two door coupe, bro. Yeah. Yeah. The, the first car I ever had was a 1991 or 90 Acura Legend two-door coupe. A couple times I had to sleep in my car. It sucks sleeping in a two-door coupe. Yeah. Yeah, it, it because does. you basically just recline the seat back as far as it can go, and then you sit. You like you do that in the passenger seat, so you don't have the steering wheel in front of you. Yeah, That's what I used to do at least. No, I would do it in, in just the driver's seat, and then sometimes if I was cold, because in Odessa it actually snows and shit, so I would get in the back and just kind of just curl up, and then just like. <laughs> cover up with the blanket go see that actually like legitimately sounds a little cozy but still like once cozy. it's done being cozy three hours in and you're like all right i need a little space dude i literally had ptsd whenever i i actually got back into an apartment because it was is so weird to say it was so hard to sleep in a bed again <laughs> no for real like i literally had to sleep on the floor just to kind of like it just wasn't comfortable it was weird just because I guess the the, the seat like kind of hugs you a little bit. So it's just <laughs> weird when you're sleeping in a flat bed. So somebody just walks through your apartment. They're like, where the fuck is the bed? And at, at nighttime, you just lock the door, walk down to your car and hop in the backseat of the Mustang. Yeah, I mean, basically, I I, you, I would technically do that sometimes. Like if I couldn't sleep, like I need to get some sleep for work the next morning. I just go to the car and just kind of lay down. But uh, it took Damn. me a while. It took me like a month to start sleeping in the bed again. It was so weird. Jesus. I know that's weird. I know, but I'm just like, yeah, it, it, it just, I guess my body had just gotten used to it. That's like Shawshank Redemption. When they get out, right, of prison, they've been in there so long, they can't adjust to being on the outside. You, that was like exactly what you had. You like couldn't adjust to having like a bed anymore. Yeah, I was like, this is too comfortable. Like, I don't like this. <laughs> well, I won't tell you what happens to one of the dudes that couldn't adjust. So anyways, <laughs> uh, I also asked you to think about a joke of yours that... Uh, you're writing now. So what do you have for me there, man? One that I'm writing right now that I'm still trying to, like, I guess perfect would be, oh, my DWI story. Yeah, DWI story. Yay. I have it. Dude, it's just, it's okay, not finished. You can't get a DWI where you sleep. Right. And that was another, that, that's another long story. But, um, but yeah. I'm in my house right now, bro. I'm not on the, I'm not driving. <laughs> I'm in my house. Right. This counts as the house. <laughs> this was this was like four years ago, four or five years ago. But yeah, like um, I went to a friend's house um, and he was having a birthday party and I had gone and I, I bought him some beer or whatever. And I went over, but he was like being like a gloomy gust the whole time. And his whole family was there. His his friend. Yeah. And I was like, dude, what, what's wrong with you? He's like, my girlfriend's not here. And I was like, what? And I was like, just go get her and come back. He's like, she lives far. And I was like, where does she live, dude? I'll go pick her up. And I had already been drinking, right? And I was like, I was doing a friend a favor. And uh, Oh, yeah, you're doing them a solid, man. Yeah, I was like, I'll go get her real quick and come right back. So I put in my GPS and she just so happens to live on the way through where the magistrate is downtown. Like... <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and so I'm driving and I get caught in a speed trap going over a bridge. Like there, it, it was like 45 before you went over the bridge. And as you're coming down, it's like 35. But I was looking at like my phone and the cop was just <laughs> waiting right there on the side of the bridge. And then he I like just, that your excuses, but I was looking at my phone. I really was like, I wasn't swerving. <laughs> I know. But he 
pulled me <laughs> over and I didn't realize that the speed had changed. So he pulls me over and everything would have been Yeah, you're looking cool. at your phone. No, no, I just had it down. So everything would have been <laughs> cool and everything, but my dumb ass, um, I don't know if you're like me, but I know where everything in my wallet is. And so, my, and I yeah. have everything in my jacket pocket. I've, I've always worn like the coats or whatever, my sports coats. So I'm reaching in my pocket. He's asking me for re- license and registration. I go into my wallet. I don't even pull it out. And I just pull out my card and I give it to him. I, without even looking at it. And he's like, what is this? And I was like, huh? And I look at it and it's like my debit card. And I was like, oh shit. And so, so I was like, you're like, you can charge as much as you want on that officer. Right. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. And I'm like, oh my God. And I reach in there again, grab another card and give it to him. It's a, I give him another debit card. I forgot. That this I went time to it's go, platinum right i went to go buy beer beforehand so i put it in my like my little shirt pocket you know the one right there and oh. just yeah. yeah and so i was like oh i'm so sorry sir i had gone to go get something here it's right here and i showed it like i thought it was in my wallet and he's like have you been drinking and then at this time i was like i'm just an honest person now like i lived <laughs> like my early days like lying a lot and stuff so now i'm just like yeah i mean a you little, just had that a stutter bit. of honesty yeah i was just like yeah a little bit and he's just like, like, how much? I was like, I don't know, like two beers or something. And he's just like, okay. And at the time, I forgot that it's a zero tolerance. So if you say you've had a drip of it, like they're like, all right, get out of the car. <clears throat> so he gets me out of the car and I do the little test. I, I pass his stupid test, even to the point where he had me put on my foot and count to 12. And I wasn't trying to be a smart ass, but I really was asking the question. I was like, okay, do you want me to count like one, two, three, or like one, one thousand, two, what, what, what do you want me to do? And yeah. he just like looked at me like, I hate you right now. I'm like, all right, sir, I'm sorry. I just... And so I did one, 1,000, two, 1,000, all that, all the way to 12, like he said. But he just kept staring at me with like a side look. And I was like, 13, 1,000, 14, 1,000. I got all the way to 22, 1,000. I was like, sir, do you want me to keep like counting or what? And he's just like, I'm still going to take you in. And I was like, but I, uh, but I passed. And I really, I was just like, all right, that's cool. Like, I just was like, okay, let's go. And, um, he handcuffed I'll keep counting. Me. Just keep counting still. 23, 1,000, 24, 1,000. Just keep going. Dude, you can't arrest me if I keep going. It's like a filibuster. Right. But I, I was just like, all right, whatever. I'm just really, I just listen. I was just like, whatever. And he handcuffs me. I just told him, hey, can you get my stuff from the car and just make sure it's, can you just roll my window? And uh, I heard, okay, this is a stupid part of the story, but you ever heard this wife tell, like, if you, if you have the, if you ever get pulled over, like I was told this from like a cousin, like you got to get the taste off your mouth and like maybe chew some gum or something. But I couldn't chew gum because I already had this. But I'm trying to get this it is after you've been with the police officer for a little while behind the bushes. Right, right, right. But he has <laughs> the handcuff and I'm trying to get the <laughs> taste of uh, I'm trying to get the taste of beer or whatever off my tongue. and everything. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like with my teeth trying to like scrape off anything from my tongue and then try to spit it out. I know it sounds stupid. And I do the act out on stage, but like I tried to spit and as I spit it out, like like it the the spit just hits my shirt. It it literally hits my oh. shirt and I'm just like oh. I was like, dang, dude. And I'm like trying to get it off and I'm like, it's not coming off and it's just like there. Right. And then he I'm like, oh, he doesn't see it, I guess. And then he puts me in the car. And then I go in and, and he drove me around and, and waited for my blood alcohol level to go up before he took me in. 
like they they told me that that they told me that at the defensive driving that the dude was actually because we were literally up the street i could have walked there but he drove right. me around for like 30 40 minutes until he saw that i was starting to get fucked up and then um after that like i waited like two weeks or whatever and then i had my court hearing and i had a court appointed attorney and i was just like they're like, do you want to fight this? I was like, I don't have the resources or anything, lady. Let's just get this over with. Just plead guilty. Let's get it done. And right. she goes out there and she comes back and she's like, oh, my gosh, you're such a genius. You're you're good for 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 pleading guilty. And I said, why? She goes, because the guys would have fought to have more on you. And I was like, what do you mean? And she said that the cop had put down that i was drunk and that uh i had an illegal white substance on my shirt and oh jesus and he he was basically saying i had he, there was coke on my shirt and there was just the spit that i had spit out when i was trying to get the spit out of my mouth and so <laughs> she's like it would have been a lot worse if you would have tried to fight this and i was like this is are you fucking serious like it was so stupid dude and instead, I just got off with like a obstruction of highway or whatever. They're like, you're like, no, test that. It's not Coke, man. That's Michelob Ultra spit. Oh, That's Michelob dude. Ultra spit on my shirt. It was so stupid. I was like, this corrupt piece of crap. Like, I was so mad. I was like, are you serious? That's what he put? Like, it was bad. And I could never figure it out, too, because my, um, uh, my, I guess all that information got to the, uh, what's that, that, uh, the PO, the, uh, Officer? yeah pro- probation officer like that dude pro- oh, yeah. was always yelling at me and i guess i just come off as like a drug dealer or something I, with the coats <laughs> that i wear and stuff and like there was never a time where i just i was too nonchalant about everything like i was just like oh, okay yes sir yes sir and he was always like mad at me just because he 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 thought that i oh, i didn't like understand the gravity of the situation that like you could have killed somebody and i was like but i i was i I could drive like I was fine and I you know I was just real like nonchalant about the whole experience I guess which it was just like it was just like a mistake you know and he called me for that but you know it's what it's whatever dude I seriously would have gone with the defense that like dude I'm I'm uh, I'm not driving right now I'm in park I'm actually in my living room Mm -hmm. I'm having a nice day if you would please leave the car it's like sir come on man i'm just looking for a place to sleep leave me alone <laughs> where can i park my just let me go to the back house? of my house yeah come on, man. well dude i can't thank you enough for being on with me today man i appreciate you for doing this yeah no problem man this is cool